welcome to the STAN Student Podcast, where we dive into important social, political, economic and environmental issues at home and around the world. STAN is an initiative for third level students and recent graduates across Ireland, supported by Irish Aid. My name is Emily Savage, and this episode is all about the experiences of transgender students in universities across Ireland. On this podcast, we will be joined by Robert Brennan, a student from TU Dublin. So Robert, if you're comfortable, can you introduce yourself with your name and pronouns and your college degree? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Robert. My pronouns are he, they. I'm a non-binary trans man and I am doing a general science degree in TU Dublin. Um, my degree actually changes next year. So I find out in September what my actual degree is. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah, we love a good general year where they just kind of put it in a lucky dip and you see what you get. So, you know, with you being a college student, um, can you kind of tell me a bit about where you were at with your identity when you were starting college and how did that change as you progressed throughout your degree? So by the time I started college, I was already like out. I had all the legal work done. I was very comfortable with myself. So when I started college, I, my first year, so when I started college, like I was already in a point in my transition um, that I was like, you know, here I am. I'm trans, hello. So I was um, openly trans um, throughout the entire year and my identity hasn't really changed. I've, my first year, so I've been doing college from nearly entirely from my bedroom. So it's it's been a wild time, to say the least. Obviously then you've been out in college, even if most of that did end up being through online. Have you found that this has brought about any issues or has it maybe given you opportunities throughout your college life? Um, I joined my college's LGBTQ society and within a couple of weeks I ended up being their trans rep so it kind of gave me a lot of opportunities um, but also like with lectures since um, so we use an online like virtual classroom called Bongo and with Bongo um, most people don't turn their mics on or they don't have their cameras on so we use a chat box so whenever I did have to turn my mic on for something some of the lectures always be a bit taken aback by my voice because I don't exactly have the most deepest voice in the world so they'd be taken aback being like this is Robert right and I'd be like yeah yeah this is Robert um so um but that was mainly the only issue that's come up um I did I did go into campus a couple times um for lab work and it was I didn't have any issues then um but yeah it was quite strange to have to confirm my identity to my lecturer and so has that you know having to affirm your identity and you know kind of defend yourself in that way has that led to any differing or has it helped you to shape your academic trajectory you know has it made you want to change what you're doing or has it given you a new lease to what you are doing and um, to kind of change things my college it, it's fairly like um, trans accepting I kind of want to do more to so that like especially what I get in person things will change and I expect that I might be misgendered a bit more because it's like not just my, me in a chat box 90% of the time it's going to be me in face 
to face sitting like this um me and my pre-testosterone self just you know walking around campus you know I, I expect I'll be misgendered a lot by lecturers especially when we're like especially when the masks are off uh, <laughs> because uh, the mask kind of it, it makes me look more androgynous than I than I would without it so um so I expect that by the time I'm on campus I'll experience this more and it makes me want to fight more so like I joined the student councillors in my college's um, SU and I was actually a couple of days ago I was awarded best fresher um, I didn't think they had many freshers to choose from we were this active but yeah <laughs> well congratulations on that thank you um and I guess that kind of brings around like a really important and interesting conversation at the moment of I know you haven't really been on campus but do you find that there is a difference about the way you are perceived and your identity is perceived based on having been on campus and um, compared to when you are doing classes online yeah so like when I'm on campus people can see the full me like I don't hide my queerness whatsoever. Like I have several articles of clothing that are just straight up rainbows. And I just, I just like, I wear them. And, you know, people are like, you, you can obviously tell that I'm queer. It's the, the telling my gender, which is the difficult part. But I, I kind of love that. Kind of people be like, they're queer, but who are, what are they? I kind of love that for me. But like, yeah, I've only, interacted with a couple lecturers and with a couple classmates and the classmates have been grand um, but uh, the lecturers see like the lectures we had when we were doing our labs were mostly not the ones we were having for our online lectures they were just ones who are running the labs so um I feel like my lecturers who haven't seen me are going to be in a for a bit of a shock especially for the ones that have never had mics on I've only had to turn my mic on a couple times like probably less than five I think that kind of brings that around the question of what kind of support do you think lecturers need to give to their trans students and what do you think that lecturers and you know tutors can do to support their students to make things easier for them in the classroom and for in terms of submitting assignments all that kind of stuff yeah I feel like I'm doing this from privileged perspective because I've never had to worry about my name like my, nobody in my college really knows my dad name and that's fine that's great but I know for a lot of trans people that isn't the case I I think lectures need to put a lot of effort into people's names and pronouns um, like pronouns are an issue because I, I sound like this and um, it's not exactly like a five voices higher than the Bridge Khalifa that kind of thing so like um, you know try to uh, make sure that you don't put that assumption on the students uh, like that assumption of gender on the students and making sure that you, you put a conscious effort into making sure you're addressing your students correctly and when it comes to being trans uh, you're open to a lot of hate I, i'd recommend um that lecturers listen to trans people saying if they might have a difficult time and to explain that difficult time 
and possibly have the empathy to give extensions because I know that like I, I'll experience more hate incidents once I'm um, on campus because uh, before this pandemic I'd be out in town often and I'd be harassed often. When I get back on campus I'm going to be in town often and I have a feeling that that trend is going to continue with harassment and it can be a bit overwhelming at times. I will be requesting assignment extensions at some point because I'll be dealing with all of that. So I just hope they're empathetic that it's not just someone shouting something you at the street. It kind of, it like hurts deeper than that. What sort of supports, if any, have been available to you from the college, you know, to help you with issues like this? Or to help, you know, maybe students who are coming in who aren't sure about their identity yet. So our college offers a free counselling service. And I've availed of that. Uh, it has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, the counsellors are just so nice. And it's, al- it's always a joy to go on a call with them and speak to them, even if you're hashing through some pretty serious stuff. I'm always looking forward to it, which is like really, really nice. I know that the SU is there to help anybody, the welfare and equalities officer, they're always there to help anybody who has any issues. And yeah, I feel like there is strong support in my college. It's just making sure that the lecturers understand because the lecturers are the ones that you interact with every day or every couple of days, every week, you know? So making sure that they understand the gravity of the situation. And so what extra sports do you think colleges should be able to provide for their students, you know, in terms of maybe support both for the students and information to be given to lecturers in order for them to support the students? The colleges should do like a mandatory trans 101 with their professors. I don't know if my college does that or doesn't, um, but it would be useful. Anyway, I think my SU are setting up a trans fund so that like trans people who are in financial difficulty can request money from the fund in order to support themselves, which is very good because it's expensive to be trans. It is so expensive to be trans and it's even more expensive to be trans and a student, a broke college student. So I'm really glad that this is something that's going to be happening because it just takes that financial burden of transition off of students. It's mainly for social transition and for like garments and stuff like that, not for like medical transition, but even then it still takes off a huge burden. It's really interesting actually to hear you talking about the trans fund because in the last episode of this podcast when I spoke to Jason Pope from UCD, he also spoke about how he's been working with the SU and UCD um, so that they can make a trans fund as well. Yeah, I also know that DCU are doing a trans fund and I think it's absolutely great that SUs across the country are like going in and saying that we need to support our trans people, not just superficially, we need to support them financially. And I think that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's really great to see so many student unions coming forward and putting so much support into their trans students, valuing them as much as cis students and making sure that everyone can 
be living a comfortable college life and being able to be themselves without fear of how they are trying to portray themselves without having to put any kind of financial burden that other students wouldn't have to face. It can be small increments of financial burdens, but adding up, it it just, it like piles on top of you. Like I, I own a couple of binders. Some of them are secondhand. Some of them I bought myself and they're like 40 quid each. Like that's expensive. And I've got about five of them. That's like, I should, I should be able to do maths. This is a part of my degree. But like, I think it's nearly 200 euros worth of binders that break down in about six months, you know? I'll have to like constantly be re- replacing them. And it's, it's so much money. It's a lot for students to be trying to to put out there when, you know, trying to pay for your degree and, you know, your living expenses. And I think to have that extra bit of support from the SU so that that's one less thing you're worrying about, but something that's equally as important as paying for your degree or your living expenses. Yeah, like your transition can cost more than your degree. And I think that's wild. That's mad. I'm like degrees in this country are so expensive already so I'm like oh my god I'm really glad that SEUs are taking the initiative to support their trans students this way it's going to make a huge difference it's really really great to see and I hope that in the next while we'll see more SEUs following in the same thing I think then kind of after hearing a lot about you know your experiences through college I'd kind of like to ask then if you could give any bit of advice to trans students who are maybe now starting their degree or those who are already in their degree and just now coming out as trans, what would that piece of advice be? Join your college's LGBT society if, you, if your college has one. Contact your um, your student union's um, equalities officer if, you, if they have one. Um, contact your counselling service if you have one and just be authentically you because you know it just makes it more difficult when you're not being authentically yourself like everything is just so much more difficult when you have that burden of trying to hide yourself if you can I'd recommend getting as much people on your side as possible because they are going to stick by you especially your college's LGBTQ society likelihood is they already have trans students in there who are also willing to help you through your transition through college maybe contact people from outside the colleges like there's Tenny, there's belong to you there's um all these organizations who are there to help you and um, getting as many people on your side who are willing to advocate for you that is very important because you don't have, want to have to just advocate for yourself i remember when i was in secondary school Uh, for a lot of time I was advocating for myself and it was absolutely draining and I don't wish that on anybody. Thank you for agreeing to come on here and speak to me about all this. You know as I was saying with Jay in the last one you know I think doing these interviews and hearing this advice and the experiences and all the supports that are out there I think it's really going to help students who are just coming out now in their degrees or the students who are coming into college and they don't know what to expect um, and having this advice is going to be really really helpful for them and I think it's equally going to be helpful for SUs and LGBT societies 
and as you said lecturers that they have this advice and they can know how to help their students thank you to everyone for listening i'm emily savage and i'd like to thank robert for joining me today it's been really really great to get to speak to you and to hear about your experiences and hear your advice for our next episode i'll be joined by rob fitzpatrick auditor of ucd's literary and historic society and make sure to find out more about the work of stand and check out stand.ie